everybody. Welcome again to The Tradescast. It's a podcast dedicated to everything in the world of entertainment. For your enjoyment, my name is Jeff Bob. And I'm Tom Moss, and this is The Tradescast for the week of April 10th, 2017. Hi, Jeff. Hey, here we are, already in April. Um, I hope all of you are enjoying the TV shows that you're watching, because Tom... In a couple of weeks, I don't think there's going to be any more writers. So oh. um, I don't know if you're aware, Tom, but uh, basically the offer that the uh, uh, that is being floated toward the writers is about a third of what they want. Yeah. Um, their contract expires. Now you tell me. Yeah. You you tell me that there is money to go around. That this there is, is money is, to go around. Yes, right. there is money to go around. But yes, um, this is happening in part because. Uh, there is more content um, in terms of variety, but in terms of overall hours, the numbers aren't as much as you might think they are because shows don't do 23, 26 episodes. <clears throat> they do 8, 10, 12, and so that's what's happening. Right. You're getting almost double the shows at half of the, con- half of the number of episodes. Yeah, but there's, <laughs> but there's 20, many... 20 times the shows. That's right. But uh, and so the people making the profit are still making yeah. profit, but the people doing the writing are working just as hard and not making enough Got money. It. So um, usually when this happens, um, there is content to go around for a while, so you won't feel it immediately. But uh, Tom, I just want you to be aware that when this happens, it shakes up Hollywood, and it and if it ever lasts long, and it never lasts super duper long. But if it was to ever last long, I assume we would have a full-scale revolution in America. Because I've always said, if you take away the drugs and the alcohol, the video games and the TV, um, people are not going to be happy. Mm. So, <laughs> the biggest one is TV. So, so what, is, what is the trajectory of, of this strike? I mean, how do you see it? Okay, so there's going to be a strike on May, what'd you say? May 2nd. May 2nd, if they don't make an agreement by so May So how does this... Yeah typically if there is a typical how does this play out well they they hope no one else joins the strike which is very possible that they will um reality tv writers uh tend to be on the outside looking in so more reality tv can get made um and shows that are already in the can of course they'll come out but usually they, they, they know the danger zone is that, you know, 80, 90 days, and they'll have to do something um, before then. Somebody who won't be affected, though, Tom, is Bill O'Reilly. Uh, the, uh, <laughs> I, while some may argue that what he's, uh, what he's reporting is fiction, um, <laughs> the writers don't fall into the same category. So uh, where he is being affected, and I think most people know this by now, is uh, all of the uh, harassment suits that have been settled. Now, this is very much in the Bill Cosby vein in the sense that um, not in their actions per se, um, but in the fact that this has been around. This story is not new. Uh, It is not a new story. So, Tom, what do you think it is? Why, much like we had a weird kind of B-level comedian push things to the forefront for Bill Cosby. What is it about this right now? Why is it now that Bill O'Reilly is having? 
Well, um, it's uh, it, it, I think things hit a tipping point, um, and and that Bill Cosby story had been around forever. The the Bill, Bill I mean, is, it, is it, maybe it's Bills. You think that's <laughs> the one constant? Bills and Rogers. Uh, <laughs> who's next? <laughs> um, but but then it hits a tipping point. Uh, but you said it's you know why now? But but you know Bill Riley is still showing up to work every day. So my question is, at what point? Does it become uh, unsustainable for Fox to maintain him? And I bet I know the answer. What is the answer? Uh, I bet it has something to do with the point where it stops being profitable to Fox to have Bill O'Reilly show up to work. Yes, I I would have said a a year before Glenn Beck seemed to be kind of a persona non grata that that would never have happened, right? Right. Never. And it it happened fast. Yeah, he's still getting... Uh, ratings. Um, we can talk about uh, a, a weird ratings blip, but uh, his ratings have actually been fine, even going up uh, at times this year. Um, week to week, he has been a juggernaut in in news. He just destroys everybody week after week after week. Um, numbers way above a uh, total numbers way above everybody else. But yes, he's losing sponsors. So then the question becomes. When will he lose too many sponsors? Or do you think they could actually let him go, not for financial reasons, um, but because he is, let's say, just causing too much trouble? I think that's distinctly possible. I saw that the uh, parent company of Fox is investigating. Uh, I mean, the parent company of Fox is Fox, isn't it? So I'm not sure exactly what that means. But... um, Go ahead. No, I mean, Rupert Murdoch's kids, I think, don't, are not thrilled with this. Um, yeah. They are trying to clean up the image. But this reminds me, actually, of something that I teach about a lot, which is the um, the Smothers Brothers. Uh, the Smothers Brothers was a, a hit show that had a lot of controversy when it was on in the 1960s and eventually got canceled. Uh, and it wasn't because of ratings. Uh, and it wasn't because they didn't have sponsors. It was simply because... CBS thought it was just too it was just too detrimental. The president didn't like them, and they just and they just said forget it. It's not worth the headache. Now I don't think Fox is anywhere near that happening. Can you foresee it actually happening? Well, no, and in, and in fact, the the president loves Bill O'Reilly, and and I I mean I, I although I don't know how exactly that plays itself out. Um, you know, I think I think we'll see in the next couple of weeks. I mean, uh, advertisers are making a show of of leaving Bill O'Reilly right now. Uh, those advertisers can just as easily go back if the uh, if the storm passes. Uh, and I think it's a, a a pretty good possibility that the storm will pass. There was an article in the Post or the Times, I can't remember which today, um, that was uh, that was talking about the the longevity the. The staying power of Bill O'Reilly's fans. I think my bet is, if I was a betting man, Jeff, that Bill O'Reilly will bury us. <laughs> I don't know if he will bury us. Um, you're in really good shape, but he. Uh, I don't think he's going anywhere. And if he did go somewhere, I think he would show up almost immediately as a podcast and make a lot of money. So I don't think, um, one way or another, he's not going anywhere. But it would be fascinating. So I mentioned the ratings a minute ago. Um, Rachel Maddow, whose ratings have gone up considerably uh, in the last year, 
actually beat O'Reilly one day for the key demographic, which skews a little bit higher than the regular for news. It's it's basically in the twenties uh, to fifties. Um, and it does show you one thing about Bill O'Reilly's massive viewing group. Most of them are older than 55 years old. Um, mm-hmm, and, right. and so he does have one problem, which is if he doesn't gain more viewers younger than 50, he will, they will age him out. Now, he's already, he's already fairly old, and I can't see him wanting to go much more than five years. So I, I think he'll beat his audience from death. You know what I mean? Like, I think he'll quit before they all die. Um, but it is fascinating to watch this. I mean, these tipping points are fascinating, don't you think? Do you think that the president helped or hurt him or not at all to come out in his defense? I think the president helped him, but I think he helped him with the uh, audience for whom the president can help people. So, um, you know, I don't think it, it, it certainly didn't hurt him a bit. I mean, those of us that don't like him don't like him. Uh, I don't think there's anybody that's going to be persuaded one way or the other, um, but uh, except in, except unless you're an advertiser, and I think that's where the heat is because the people that don't like him, um, the advertisers still like the people who don't like Bill O'Reilly. Right. Um, well, we're just going to have to watch this one play out over the next uh, couple of years. If the one thing that could change this is. If there is a really bad piece of evidence toward really ugly harassment, that would probably do it. Um, well, if there were video, that, that, would, point, that would be a game changer. Yes, I think if we saw that, it would be it would be uh, it would either do that or it would make him the next president of the United States. One or the other. I don't know. <laughs> it could be one or the other. <laughs> now, let's look at the box office just for a second, and and I want to talk about Ghost in the Shell just briefly. Uh, it is going to lose money. It's not doing well domestically at all. Um, but more than that, uh, which they could have maybe seen coming a little bit, it's not doing well overseas, which I don't think they saw coming. Um, and the most fascinating thing is a lot of people are blaming, quote, whitewashing. The, the Scarlett Johansson taking a role that um, most people thought would be played by somebody who was Japanese, and it wasn't. Um you know, and their argument all along was, well, she has a broader appeal. I mean, you know, they try to talk about how the character could be anybody. But, Tom, I don't necessarily believe that. I just think this is the wrong vehicle. And I don't think that having someone who was Japanese or white or whatever, critics didn't love it. Um, it works better as Japanese animation. And um, I, I just don't think the, the movie was ever going to make it. So uh, I don't know if it's going to do anything to this whole idea of casting people for the proper... <laughs> ethnic background what do you think oh I, I i tend to agree i mean i think that the whitewashing is an, an issue for a certain segment of the american population but it doesn't probably mean anything overseas so i agree i mean i haven't seen this show i don't know i don't know a lot about it and i and, it, and it's not for me but um it doesn't sound like it um it was a very good movie and i think that's ultimately What's going to hurt it at the box office and overseas? Um, I mean, I wonder if there's anything that's, you know, it's maybe ironically, but if there's anything that's not translatable to an overseas market, maybe especially a Chinese market, do you think there's anything that the the Japanese subject matter doesn't play in China? I honestly don't know the reason. I was sure this would be a huge hit overseas, and I wasn't sure how big a hit would be here. But it does show me one thing, and I've been saying this for about 10 years, there really aren't actors domestically who open movies anymore. I think they'd have been better off 
picking a huge Asian box office star that Americans don't even know. Um, it might have played better overseas, and I don't think it would have hurt America's audience at all. I'll never forget when they were planning to do the Harry Potter movies, and a big fight was they wanted to have American kids in the roles. And J.K. Rowling said, forget it. It's an English story. And you see, it made not one bit of effect on the box office at all. No, on the contrary, so, it, made, it made big I, stars I, I, of those British actors. That's right. So I have no idea why people run scared by this because Scarlett Johansson is maybe she is a big star, but look at her her resume. It's got loads of movies that underperformed. So it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Um, uh, speaking of something that doesn't make a lot of sense to me, uh, Jordan Klepper, uh, who is kind of one of the go-to now reporters, quote reporters on the Daily Show, is going to get that. Larry Wilmore, um, Stephen Colbert spot after the Daily Show. Jordan Klepper, I think, is fine. Um, now, I could be wrong on this in the sense that I, I didn't think John Oliver would be great as the, uh, as the, you know, summer fill-in for, for, uh, for John Stewart. It turned out I was completely wrong. But Klepper, to me, I'm not sure why they didn't just stick with Larry Wilmore. Do you think they're just kind of not figuring out what to do with this slot ever since Colbert left? Yeah, I think so. And I, 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 I'm wondering as you were talking if it even matters. I mean, how, how, um, you know, we, we, we give a lot of attention to the late night wars. And I think we should also mention that Colbert has made a resurgence, uh, which is uh, something we can talk about at some point. Um, but there are now, I mean, this is, this is like second or third tier late night at this point. Does it even matter? Yeah, I don't even know anymore. Um, I was really surprised when they canceled Larry Wilmore. I thought he's doing fine. Give him another year. I I was very adamant about the fact that um, I did not like Trevor Noah for about two months. I thought he's not good, and he grow he has grown on me tremendously. I think he really. Uh, John Stewart kept saying, "Give him a chance," and I thought, "Okay, fine, I'll give him a chance." And now I think he's really good. He grew. He's worked hard. So um, uh, I think you do have to give these people a chance. And I thought that Larry Wilmore was doing just fine, but you might be right. I, I think whoever they have, I think maybe the, the key is just to let them do it for a couple yeah. of years. Yeah. Would no, you no, agree with fair. that? I, I absolutely agree with that. Everyone wanted, everyone wanted Colbert's head with CBS a year ago, remember? It was like, oh, my gosh, we made a mistake. But they didn't seem to be phased by it, and now his ratings are up. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, he did a lot to turn that boat, too. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. You can turn these things around. Now, a show that I, I don't watch... Um, but certainly could binge watch if I ever wanted to. All I believe uh, 62 episodes of is Girls. Uh, Girls is coming to an end after five seasons. Most of the people I know love this show. Critics love this show. It made a huge star <clears throat> out of somebody who was uh, basically a complete unknown. Um, and a lot of people felt like it was the the women's show for this time period, just as Sex and the City was for a certain time. And on and on. Um, do you think this show has one lasting impact? And two, does Lena Dunham go on from this and have a huge career, or does she just have kind of a modest career? What do you think? 
Yeah, I think, um, you know, I, I am told that Girls is quite popular, and I am told that Girls speaks to uh, a generation. Uh, it is not my generation. Uh, it doesn't speak to me. I'm not a huge fan. Um, but, you know, uh, obviously, uh, the Hollywood has once again not paid attention to my taste, um, <laughs> and, and the show somehow has survived. Uh, now, all of that said, I think Lena Dunham um, obviously is a is a is a talent, is a name. I think she's she's ensconced in the culture at this point. I think she'll. Um, and this was her. You know, this was essentially her second act. She had an, an indie career prior to this. Uh, I think she's. I'll, I'll be interested to see what her next move is, but I, I think it will be a a smart one. I I have a lot of respect for her, even though she doesn't exactly speak to me. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. To be fair, she wasn't a complete unknown, but she didn't have a, um, she didn't have the kind of following and and you know national fame that that she does now. And oh, that's absolutely, happen, absolutely. It happened. It happened really quick, and and girls are just one of those shows that clicked. I mean, really clicked with people. Um, it immediately became a lot of people's favorite shows or one of their top three shows. Um, so <clears throat> it's interesting to see that she's she feels very comfortable. Leaving, uh, leaving the show behind. Um, HBO seems to come up with one of these uh, on a really consistent basis. Do you think that uh, we'll see another one of these shows that has a strong following for women around the corner, or is it much harder for these? Because um, while they do have hit shows on HBO, having this kind of show for a young female audience in particular uh, doesn't come along every day. Do you think we'll, we'll see another one of these anytime soon? Well, they're they're sure going to try, but it's lightning in a bottle. Um, I'm I'm not sure they don't have two or three things lined up right now, Jeff, that we'll know more about in the next three or four months. It's going to be fascinating to watch. Um, coming up, and, and Tom, I can't wait to talk about it in a couple of weeks. Uh, I know it's your favorite franchise, The Fast and the Furious, is back. <laughs> oh, oh man, I can't wait. But um, I, I've always wondered if if it's the stars or the cars. Uh, and uh, while one of the biggest stars of the movies is gone, um, the other one is still there, and uh, it is going to be fascinating because everyone is projecting a $100 million opening weekend, uh, another basically billion-dollar film for a franchise that I don't think anyone thought after the second film, which didn't do very well, would, would, uh, would be the hit it is. So we'll see how it is post-Paul Walker. Um, we'll be looking at the other films that are coming up, um, this summer, we'll also be checking in on the writer's strike and seeing what's happening, hoping that it can be averted. And we'll be checking out everything else in the world of entertainment for your enjoyment. So for Tom, I'm Jeff. Have a great day. <laughs>